You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. favorite month is here june that is my favorite month of the year and behind the braves my favorite podcast uh, coincidentally enough is back i'm ricky bass from mlb.com alongside director of braves alumni relations greg mcmichael this is in fact behind the braves the official podcast of the atlanta braves happily back with you here uh, at the alumni lounge in suntrust park uh we're, we're taping let's see day one of the draft was last night so Braves had a couple exciting picks, or three exciting picks there, college uh, college bats, and one of the most exciting young players that the Braves organization has ever seen, Andrew Jones, was our guest today on Behind the Braves. So he was looking good. He's looking looking like he was getting ready to go dominate some folks on the golf course. So I know he's somebody you've talked a lot about on here, Greg, and you've mentioned it with him in the interview, and in that what a treat it was and probably a relief at times to have somebody like Andrew Jones playing behind you as a pitcher, playing in center field. Just talk about your relationship with Andrew, the, the teammate and the person. Yeah, Andrew has been retired now for maybe two, three years, um, and we've gotten to know each other a little bit better. He lives close by. He's very active uh, with the organization. He actually works for us on the baseball ops side. And then as an alumni, he's been uh, real involved in what we're doing from coming to Alumni Sundays, Alumni Weekends. He, he does a lot of appearances for us. So just overall, uh, just a great guy, real laid back, and, you know, kind of what you see is what you get. He's, um, you know, just very approachable and, and just, you know, just an overall uh, nice guy. And so I've, I've enjoyed getting to know Andrew but uh, we have played some golf together. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of alumni that play golf, so I'm not surprised he's heading out. He he's around a lot, so he he meets people. Like I said, he he's very friendly. So I think somebody one of the clubs and invited him to come play in a member guest. So that's where he's headed to now. But just a great was a great ball player. Obviously, one of the best center fielders that the game has ever seen. You can't win ten straight Gold Gloves, five All Star appearances, and he hit 50, 51 home runs one year, second MVP voting. He has all the credentials. Hopefully, one day he'll be one of those guys that gets in on, um, you know, on the uh, Veteran Committee Hall of Fame because I think he's one of those guys that was one of the dominant players during his time. He's played in Japan, which we talked about. He's from Curacao, an island. So just a real like speaks four languages. Very interesting to talk to. Um, and and really has been a leader. If you think about, there was no one at that time that came and became an all star from that island. And now, like he he mentions in the in the podcast, there's a ton of kids coming up. And now we've had two as a Braves organization, Andrelton Simmons and now Ozzy Albies, who have come from that island, fallen in his in his footsteps. Absolutely, he's been an inspiration to an, a, literally an island or a nation of, of people and. 
as you said, he kind of broke down that, that barrier or kind of opened the doors for everybody that's come after him. And as he mentions when we're talking with him back in the day when the Braves were TBS and the, and the old uh, the old TV contracts and all that good stuff, the Braves were available to the folks in Curacao. They could watch the Braves, and so they could, kind of became Braves fans. But then one of their own comes up and becomes a Brave that had to inspire. I, I'm just assuming here, and it's pure speculation on my part, but I would think Andrew is literally the inspiration for a lot of these kids that are now, as he mentions, there's probably 20, like around 20 minor uh-huh. leaguers yeah. that are from Curacao. He had to have inspired a generation of folks uh, who are now playing in the minors, some in the bigs or some on their way to the bigs. And that's uh, that's pretty special. That You talk about leaving a mark and <laughs> where what, what, what you do with your life. That's, uh, that's a pretty big one. Well, and like you said, Henzo Melins comes down and they give back. You know, they go and they work with some of the kids. So that just continues to develop a whole generation of kids that want to play and be like them. Absolutely. Well, without further ado, Greg and I will shut up now and we'll let you listen <laughs> to – Braves Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play center field, Andrew Jones. 1-2 pitch, swung on, hit high and deep to center field. Juan Pierre is going to watch this one sail way out of here. Home run number 51 for Andrew. 6-1 to one Atlanta. Well, good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Uh, welcome to uh, the Alumni Lounge and behind the Braves. We are... Uh, podcasting here since uh september of last year and yeah. we've had a bunch of guys on so uh we appreciate you coming on the, we're on the the heels of just announcing the 2021 all-star game here in atlanta you were here for our big announcement yeah uh the press conference i wanted just to kind of visit with you because i know when you were playing in atlanta you were part of the uh, the 2000 all-star game and uh, I've, I've seen pictures. I, I don't think I was there. That was my last year playing, and I was having surgery, so <laughs> I wasn't around uh, watching the All-Star game. But I remember pictures of you and Chipper being at that game, and, uh, and that was your first All-Star game, correct? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, what What do you remember from that? Was that Was that a pretty cool experience? Oh, it was awesome. First of all, um, I think that year, um, everything, you know, that was the first year I started uh, my full season in the big leagues on a – on the right track, I guess, on, you know, getting everything going together. I think uh, 97, I didn't have a great start. I didn't play every day. 98, um, I started slow. Um, and 99, I started slow, too. So um, in 2000, I, I really, really kind of, you know, had a great start. And, um, and I have fortunately to make the All-Star game. And, um, being, you know, for it being in Atlanta, I think, you know, I got to thank Bobby to, to, to pick me. And... Um, I didn't get the votes that um to to you know to get selected to it. But, okay, um, so Bob, that was a manager. Yeah, manager Bo- pick. Bobby Bobby picked me up because yeah, you know, my numbers were there with the other guys, but um you know I didn't get enough vote to 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 make the All Star game. But um uh, it was fun. Um, like I say, it was being being at home playing in front of your home crowd. That that was amazing. Um, you know, I even get a chance to get my first hit, my first at bat. That was that was good. And um you know, unfortunately we didn't win, but um. You know, it was fun. It yeah. was a fun All Star game. Um, Did you fly your parents in? And um, no, that? my parents, my parents didn't come. I think I don't think they came for that. Um, I I don't think I ever met your parents. Was that? Did they come here a lot? To yeah, see they you play? Not, yeah, they came a bunch of times. Okay. Um, they have come a lot of times to 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 Atlanta. Um, you know, my my parents always since I was little, they you know they 
they told me, uh, you know, I told them, don't come watch me play. You told them not to? No, no, I didn't, I didn't like <laughs> Make you nervous? I, no, I didn't make nervous. I just didn't feel like they, I don't want them to come. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I didn't want them since I was playing Little League Baseball. Um, you know, I get drop off or I go, or go, I walk to the coach house and um, I wake the coach up and say, hey, we got to go. Let's go. Let's get ready to go. But um, I'm just get it, you know, just, you know, they have seen me play. They have come, but um, I was more like, you know, if they come see me in Atlanta, I was like, hey, stay home and cook. I when I, when I get done, <laughs> when I get down the game, I'm being, I'm gonna be hungry. What's your mom's specialty? Oh, my mom cook everything. I think from, you know, I say, you know, a mixture of Latin and and Caribbean. Um, so whatever one that day. Uh, island we, we food, go, right? Yes, island food. That's oh, what it nice. is. Nice. Now, do you are you a cooker? I cook. I can cook when when I'm hungry. Did you learn some recipes for well, that? I mean, if if I have to, if I have to, like, if I want to make something special, I might call my sister or my mom and be like, "Hey, mama, how we did? How we do this again?" <laughs> and I just, you know, make it. But I, I like to barbecue, so I, I barbecue a lot oh. when I get the chance. But um, like a green egg or something. Yeah, or? I love I love my green egg. Oh, okay. I love the green eggs. Yeah, yes. they make it right. They do. See, I've tried like my mom's. My favorite thing that my mom makes is barbecue chicken. And she's given and her green beans and mashed potatoes, and she's given me the recipe for how she does it, and I've done it exactly the way she. But it still never tastes as good as <laughs> well, my mom that's makes mountain it. Mountain food. He's from I know it's mountain right? food. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, you're right. Uh, majority of the cookers, people that cook, they they don't eat their food right away. You know, right, they're yeah. just like uh, I'm full already by watching it. So. <laughs> I don't know uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to this uh, El Superpan in uh, uh, the Caribbean restaurant? Here? Not yet, not yet, that's, not yet. Man, um, that's good. got some good stuff. I'm, I'm waiting for a little, you know, weather's getting hot now, so um, I'm allowed to get a little cooler. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can you come staying out. inside? Yeah, I stay inside. <laughs> there, you there you go. Well, what the, I, we talking about the All-Star game, um, you participated in the home run derby and that's the one thing like i've only been to one all-star game and home run derby in kansas city mm -hmm. a few years ago and i loved both but the home run derby for me i mean we were stationed in the outfield uh in left field mm -hmm. and just being in that crowd and being part of that was so much fun what is that like being in the home run derby and i think it's, <laughs> it's going to be awesome here at Sunset yeah Park. it's going to be fun i think i think when i when i was in it it was kind of slow i hit last so I was almost fall asleep, and I think that year Bobby Abreu went off, and he had like twenty something home runs in the first 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 plate appearance at it, and he just went off. And by the time by the time I was in it, I was like nine thirty already. So I I think they did a good job by by you know do the rules and and the timing and stuff like that. So it changed from from way back then to now. So I think the way they're doing now is that's awesome, and um, I'm looking forward for it. Um, it's gonna be a lot of balls flying out of this park. It's gonna you're gonna see some long home runs. So um, it's fun. Um, I had a great time. Um, you know, I felt a little bit nervous on it. Be honest with you, um, because it's like it's no bad, it's no cage behind you, and then you just gotta go out there and and, and yeah. trying to and trying to hit it. But Who, um, who'd you have thrown to you? You know what? Though I, that year, I want I want Glenn Howard to come throw for me, but um, he couldn't make it. He oh, had a range. He had a range already for, for with his family. So um, I had to get somebody from the Houston Astros from the bullpen oh, okay. to throw. So how he throw some good BP? Uh, huh? He he put him where he wanted to yeah. throw it. So um, 
I think that would have been a different story if he was throwing. So um, I'm not making excuses, but um, <laughs> but you still think about but it. I'm right? just I'm I'm still wishing that he was throwing. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, even in the off season, you know, having Brian McCann, you know, back in the day and from Cool and Mark DeRosa and get everybody to come out to the head of the house. You know, Glenn Hart used to come and throw in the batting cage really? for you. So um, you get used to that. And, sure. um, you know, if you get somebody to throw to you all the time, like it's like, you know, well, I mean, Bryce that, Harper, that throw to him. Oh, I know. And then he throw him, you know, a bunch of times. So you get used to that. And Well, Hubby was throwing to you guys for how many years? I mean, he was coaching first base coach, right? For, yeah, you know, he, he coached, he coached. But um, he, he used to come, um, even when he laughed. Even when he left, um, um, he, he he came and and, and throw for me in the off season, um, went quiet for a little bit, and so um, you well, know. we're all creatures of habit, so yep. I mean, people got to know that about whether it's favorite catcher you like to throw yep. to or somebody throwing you BP. Oh, you had favorite pitchers that would throw oh. to you, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we guys, you didn't yeah. like to see. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like to see Kevin Brown. I mean, he was, he was tough. He was nasty. It was tough, but um. You know, so you get you know, sometimes you like to see somebody that you you consistent get a hit on, so um, that may raise your average back up. Mm-hmm. So um, it's fun though. But um, I had a great time at the All Star Games. I mean, All Star Games awesome. Um, I, you know, like I say, Atlanta was the first one. Um, you know, playing in front of your home crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, Had there a, been anybody else from Curacao in the All Star Game before yeah, you? Uh, yeah, um, not before me. Um, I think um, after. I know since. I'll, yeah, you know. after not before me, nobody did. Um, I was the first one from Curacao to make it. But um, you know, like you say, talking about Curacao, there's so many, you know, so many young kids coming now. I'm so proud of them. Um, you know, we have one over here, Ozzy Alves, is doing a great job. Um, you know, continue to do what he he, he need to do. So. I mean, look around. You know, Atlanta had you know Anderson Simmons too that made the All Star oh, yeah. game. So great. Play. Um, you know, we got so many. I mean, we got guys in New York. We got guys in Minnesota. We got guys in Dodgers. We got you know, we got guys all all over. So um, you know, the island's getting big enough to to to, to produce more more baseball players. So um, I'm excited about that, and you know, hopefully, can continue to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things. I work with the Brave Social Media folks, and one of the, my favorite things from all of last season was Ozzy uh, shared on his Instagram a picture <laughs> of meeting you when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just a little kid yeah, meeting yeah, Andrew yeah. Jones, and I just thought that was one of the coolest things we'd seen. So, yeah. Do you talk to Ozzy much? Or? Yeah, I talk with him all the time. Um, we, we stay coming together, and we text message back and forward. We talk on voicemails and stuff like that. Um, I check on him. I, I watch all the games. Um, I, even if I'm home or I come to the game, I watch the games, and um, I keep up with everybody. So um if they need any help or talk or something you know i'm always you know willing to to help so um you know i'm i'm proud of them you know i'm proud of the whole team and they you know they come a long way from where they came from and um and we can see all the young guys coming up and and, and doing a good job yeah I've, I've noticed when you come down to spring training and you're instructing and helping some of the younger guys it it seems like, and me not even knowing you, but it still seems like me just watching from afar, it seems like you really, truly enjoy working with those young guys and getting to impart some wisdom and knowledge on them. How is that some, Is that the favorite thing with of what you get to do now, work with some of the young guys? Or? Yeah, I do. Um, like I said, baseball the only thing I know for, you know, since I was a little kid. I've been playing baseball for over 20-something years, professional, um, since I signed uh, a free agent minor league contract. So, um, why not, you know, share, 
share your you know share your thoughts share your experience to to young younger kids and 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 trying to help them um so that's what i'm trying to do and then you know since the braves gave me the opportunity to be part of the organization back um you know that's all i did and i go trying to you know in spring training go see the guys and then and and work with them in the outfield and and share my experience as as a baseball player and i think you know sometimes when you get in that that thing you know you 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 know you tell people stuff um you know it might help it might not you know it might be two words that might help him and 10 words it might so that two word that help him um can take him a long way yeah you, you've got to be proud just to see <clears throat> i would imagine you got a pretty tight-knit group there in curacao with the guys and and i you know, obviously, I hated to see Andrelton leave because he was such a great shortstop. Mm-hmm. And I know we were, as an organization, kind of a, a different time at that point when we traded him away. But, um, I mean, just the the Latino community from whether it's Caribbean teams out of, you know, kids from Cuba, from Dominican, Puerto Rico, Curacao, it's just continued to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably – over the years it's, since I play, it's not gone down. I mean, it's just yep. continued to get bigger and bigger. And I just – I personally remember going to Puerto Rico. I think that was the that was the group that was probably, at the time I was playing, the most influential when you think about Juan Gonzalez and Javi Lopez and, and um, you know, Carlos Baerga, guys that were just – they were some unbelievable, really some Puerto Rican players mm-hmm. at that time. And I remember going to winter ball – and they all came back there to play. Uh, Sandy Alomar Jr. and Sandy Alomar Sr. was my coach, and and uh, just those guys were not only they play in the big leagues, but they would come back to Puerto Rico in the winter time. And I, as a young minor league player, seeing those guys and playing against them, I was fascinated that they would actually take the time to come back and play and play. Yeah. Now they didn't play the full winter ball yeah, season, yeah. but to come back. You know, obviously, yeah. there's no winter ball in Curacao yeah, from that but, standpoint. Yeah, but. but we do something like that. Um, we call him a baseball weekly. I think Hensel Muns. Um, I'm sure everybody knows who yeah. he is. Um, he he coached for the Giants. Um, I played against he, him in the minor yeah, He 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 set up a good um system down there. Mm-hmm. I call baseball week. We we go down there and and we interact with the with the little leagues from from six year old till you know thirteen fourteen year olds. So um. Every day is a different age, so they go down there, and we um, we work with them, and um, you know the kids get chance to see you know kids that come from the island, and um, and that made it, and that's still trying to make it, and yeah, you know great. so many minor league guys. We got like I think we got like over twenty kids in the wow. minor league from Curacao that I really don't even know their name, sure, um, because they're so young. But um, I know when when I see them, um, so um. We're trying to bring all those guys up and, and get out there and, and, and trying to teach the young kids the proper way, the, the you know, the, the, the fundamental of the game. And I think if, if you get the fundamental game early, that can help you later on in your mm-hmm. career. Yeah, that's a good thing right there. I, I was reading up a little bit on uh, your son, who sounds like he's quite a, quite a baseball player, too, is that he uh, – as he, how, what is it? Where is he? Is he in high school right now? Yeah, he's in high school. One of his first years in high school. Um, I, I'll say this: I googled it, and the, one of the first articles that came up said, uh, "Let's see, I think he was 11 RBI game 
with with, uh, with grand slams and consecutive innings. A game, yeah. 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 Eleven RBIs. In that one was game. the first thing that came up. I went, okay, yeah. all right, okay. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, they're playing in band box. It's a little fields and stuff like that, and using aluminum bat. But um, I used to got to hit it. But you know, he's he's, he's working hard. He's working. Um, I feel like he got the talent a little bit to play it. Um, he's still young, so we'll see what happens. Um, he loved the game. He, he loved to go out there and play. So, um, you know, when you love the game, you just got to continue to work hard and, and, and push him and, and let him do his thing. There's a lot of guys who their sons are now getting drafted. Mm-hmm. So I think about Biggio and and um, Vlad you know, Jr. Yeah, and, Vlad yeah. Jr. Mm-hmm. and then Tatis and then all these guys that – they're now Dwight, one of our alumni. Yep, Dwight's yep. son just hit a home run. I guess he finally he got out of Toronto. He was kind of up and down and yeah. ended up going to Baltimore and has been playing every day. Every day yeah. So he is just a proud papa. Did, yeah. did you – Yeah. Watching the draft uh, last night, did you think about what could be and Yeah, possibly- I, I, I was watching it last night. I, you know, I was thought about it. Um, but um, like I say, you know, it's still early and he got like – three more years or whatever um he, he's he's got a mindset what he want to do so um i'm just gonna you know keep pushing in and help him get to what he's what he want to do um you know i watch i watch i keep up with uh dwight jr um quite a bit um so um he's just you know, in the yeah, yeah 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 i saw i saw that <laughs> he's crying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um you know it, it's fun i think i think you know this is just be proud of mm-hmm. you know your kids um how they grown how how they move on um you know just now when you were his age what were you doing so you had you already signed um i was close to signing yeah already. i was gonna yeah, say because that... one more year away i was gonna sign probably july yeah so you got to the big i know in 96 you made your debut with us um and uh but before that, so you were 19 at that time, right? Mm-hmm. So you had started what when you were 17? 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. And where did you go first? When uh, you we came went. Here? Well, when I came, when I signed, I signed in Atlanta. Um, back then, Braves used. I mean, Braves used to do a cursor night with the Braves. Oh, okay. Every 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 summer, and um, you know they fly a lot of people in Curacao. We have a big crowd. They have big towels. People just go crazy. <laughs> um, because you know, Braves kind of start getting into sure. you know liking because they you know they they on TV all the time. You know, TBS yeah. is not a you know not a day you know it's a cable, so everybody get it. So people start following the Braves a lot, and from them you know being you know start getting getting consistent wins and stuff like that. Um, they got very liked down 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 on the island, but still people love the Yankees. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't they they um they they start liking the Braves and. As I came along, they, you know, they we started getting more fans down there. So, um, you know, I signed first here, and then I went down to West Palm Beach, and um, you know, start start my career from there on. Okay, so West Palm Beach was the kind of the extended spring. It was and all it that. was extended spring and golf golf league. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. That's good. That's uh, that probably seems like a long time ago. Yeah, uh, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was like yesterday. I can see it. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see it. Uh, you know, my parents drop me off and say, "Hey, bye, I see you." Yeah, <laughs> <All right. laughs> I know. That'd uh, be kind of scary, and, huh? And you know, just just remember stuff. You know, seeing all the great coaches that I had down mm-hmm. there that that helped me get where where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I remember Willie Starger. Oh yeah. Um, you know, going down there. 
coming down there and and, and talk with us and 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 and, and share his knowledge of the mm-hmm. game to us. I think that's why I feel like I want to do with with you know with these sure. young kids and all these kids that are coming up. So um you know they can hopefully grow up and, and and be a good good superstar. Well, you've had a lot of experience. I mean, obviously growing up in the Caribbean, coming here to play, then you end up going to Japan mm-hmm. and playing and. You know, for a lot of guys, I know that that can be kind of scary going over somewhere. But it seems like that you being kind of an international figure, what what, what was that experience like it, over there? You know, like I say, it's a lot of guys from, you know, play baseball. They had to go play over there because they brought them and they probably got paid. They they, they still wanted to play and um, they went out there and got great careers. I mean, you got so many guys that went out there and trying to break records over there. But, you know, the Japanese wanted to just keep their own things on their own level. <laughs> Um, but finally got broke and stuff like that. But um, I had a great time there. I, I love it. Um, you know, uh, my last two years I played with the Yankees. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to play every day. Uh, I felt like I, I still could play, you know, every day. I wanted to know if I can play every day. So um, when, when the team in Japan came up and knocked on my door, and they say, hey, we want power. We know our team don't have power. Um, we want to bring you. We want to bring you. And I was like, okay. I say, fine. So I signed and I went over there and and I had a great time. The first experience was like, you know, it's like walking into something new, but something that you probably know about already a little bit. So um, it was a great experience. Uh, I I learned a lot over there. Um, I've been playing in All Star games against the Japanese team um, since '98. We used to go there and play, and I played two years in a row over there with the All Star team and. Um, I learned a lot, of, and you know, since that time, from '98 to 2013 that I played there, the baseball game changed so much. Really, it's ain't so much. I mean, they got so much better. When okay. we went there, we used to just go out there and and, and knock them out, sweep them. They were they weren't win no games. So they didn't like that. Um, and <laughs> and you know, in the in the in the in the period of time from '98 to '13 when I went there, the game changed so much. I mean, I saw you know start getting bigger Japanese guys, you know, guys that's taller than me. And I was like, you know, normally they always like by my age a little little shorter. But I started seeing bigger Japanese guys are hitting homers. So I was like, whoa, okay, so the game, you know, the game started getting better. So um we can see now, um, you know, we seen a lot of guys coming out of there, you know, then you know, after that, I, I'm 98. I played against Ichiro. Um, everybody was talking about it, how fast he was, and he was fast, and he couldn't hit. He couldn't do everything. So, um, you know, I watched him in '98 playing against him. It was like, you know, I remember he signed me a, a, a shoes. So, um, you know, I, I see him play, and you know, then after after I don't know when he came to the states, like 2000. Yeah, Three, I don't know. Two thousand one, I think. Two thousand one, or was it two thousand? Yeah. I don't know. One, yeah. it's a long time. Two thousand. He, he, he came and I was like, yeah, I know this guy. <laughs> and um, you know, after that, his yeah. career went off, yeah. and everybody yeah. know what each is career, about, yeah. you know. So, um, you know, the pitching wise, um, you know, Tanaka was on my team. Um, I actually saw him pitch, and you know, I watch him video, and I say, this guy only throw complete games all the time. So. I watch on video, so I told the team to send me some videos so I can see what the team is about. And I see Tanaka pitch. I'm like, this guy pitched a complete game. Every game he go out there, wow, okay. So I finally see him, and I was like, okay. This guy went 30-0 the whole playoff from the beginning of the season to the 
and the playoffs, 30, 30 and 0, and oh we won gosh. the Japanese League. All complete games? <laughs> but by 25. Really? Wow. Yes. Man. Well, people, I don't know if people know this about you, but do you speak four languages? Yep. So were you able to pick up Japanese? I picked up a little bit of it. I had to. You know, I didn't want to, you know, walk around everywhere with a yeah. translator. I wanted to f- feel normal. People kind of, they respect you more when you try. Mm-hmm. Same thing when you go to different countries. Um, you know, you go and you try to speak their, their language or trying to sure. communicate with them in a way they will respect you a little more. So um, I wanted to do that, and and I enjoy it. Um, Does it just come easy to you? I mean, can uh, you it's, just... It's, it sounds it sound like, you know, it sounds crazy, but... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy, but... Um, Your native you know, language just, doesn't sound crazy? <laughs> my native language sounds crazy, too. I think, I, think, I, I think we only, like... Japan is the only, only place that speaks Japanese. Japanese, yeah. Japanese. So Curacao is probably... Three, four, five islands that only speak Papimento. So yeah. we got we got a little more. <laughs> you got more islands, more yeah. islands than, okay. than Japan. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. Or just you know, listen to guys trying mm-hmm. to talk with them. You know, teammates, uh, the translator trying to learn learn the language, and um, it just you know you pick up you know words that you want to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, word word that you know. You want to sound funny. You want, you know, you want people to understand what you're talking about, and you just got it. And I think, you know, going there, you know, it's it's different. Um, you know, we, it, baseball is going to be baseball no matter what. Everywhere where you play, it, you know, it's just the culture, the 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 after fact of everything, like mm-hmm. the off the field, the the before the game, the after the game. Those are things that you need to adjust on, and then. And if you're not ready for that, you might have a, a tough time. Mm. Well, uh, last question for me, and thank you again for joining us. Yes, um, when you look back at your career, because we all know, as as me as growing up as a Braves fan, I mean, instantly I'm thinking of the, the home runs in the World Series when you're 19, the Spider-Man catch, all the highlight catches. But is there one thing in your career that you would look back on and say that's that's what I'm most proud of or one achievement that you're most proud of? Um. Well, first, just get the opportunity to play in the major league for a long time. Uh, I think that's that's I'm, I'm proud of them. Um, a lot of a lot of people get the opportunity to make to the big leagues, but don't get the opportunity to play a long time in in, in big leagues. Um, and that's what I'm more proud of. And um, you know, the, the rest is just go out and do it. Um, I always want when I when I went, when I walked to my position, I always wanted to be the best, and I told myself I'm the best right there, right now, at this moment, and that's why I went about my business about. It. And I think I think I should have did that same thing going to hitting. I could have been a better hitter, but um, you know, defensively, I felt like I was the only one right there, and and if anything go wrong, I'm I'm costing my team team, you know the game so hitting wise we got nine guys if i don't do it somebody else is gonna pick me up so uh, that was my mindset as as a, as a baseball player well it was always great to throw a pitch and know if it got hit anywhere between right center and left <laughs> center that you were if you couldn't catch it nobody could so that was always a good feeling and i tell people all the time i was so spoiled between having otis then Marquise, then you play center field, and you guys all played shallow. And just what a tr- what a uh, how important that was for me, a guy that that threw a lot of soft stuff that 
uh, it just made it made so mu- uh, such a big impact for the pitching staff and uh, for the team because it, that's one thing that there's so many little things that you did as an outfielder that can easily get overlooked and it was so important because it does really impact the game and it's um, and if people if a lot of the guys took as much pride in what they do on the field you know in on defensively as you did there would be a lot better there would be a lot better defense being played well you know I, I, I learned you know coming up watching Marquis Grayson play and you know I learned so much from him and we talked so much and and I, I kind of want to you know kind of want to be like him you know I mean Ken Griffey was one of my island growing up playing center field too but seeing Marquis and getting there on the same team and watching him play you know, I was like, well, geez, I'm playing center field today, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I learned so much from him. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for Marquise, and, you know, he's a really good friend of mine. And, and um, you know, I can thank him more as as, as helping me be, be be the center field that I am. Um, after that, it was just, you know, go out there and, 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 and trying to be better every day when you get opportunity. And, you know, we're going to fail. We fail a lot. Um, you know, we make a lot of mistakes, but – um, I try to eliminate my mistake as as last that I couldn't do every time when I get out there. Mm. We appreciate you joining us. Thank it's you. It's always fun to catch up and talk with you. And I uh, know you've got some competition coming up, going out. <laughs> Little member guest, so we uh, we wish you all the best. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you, right, thank you, Andrew. All right. Spires corks at the center. Andrew turns tail, still going at the wall, up the wall. He made the catch. What a play! Our thanks again to Braves Hall of Famer Andrew Jones for joining us here on Behind the Braves. You know, you mentioned in the intro, Greg, you were talking about how maybe, hopefully, someday Andrew gets into the Hall of Fame on the Veterans Committee. I'm not alone in saying that. Writers, I think MLB.com's Mark Bowman, who most of you probably know covers the Braves. I think I've seen him say this or talk about this. If the current defensive metrics that we have were around during Andrew's mm-hmm. time, they think it would be they, there's a belief that he would kind of be a shoe in on the Hall of Fame just based on how much better he was at, at, at defense and, and playing the outfield than anybody mm-hmm. else. Now I'll admit I I'm still getting myself comfortable with some of the newer age metrics and analytics, uh, and the defensive ones are the ones that I I quite frankly struggle with a little bit not in the in terms of of thinking that they're wrong or thing just me trying to understand like in how to properly use them and measure them and apply them but from folks who do understand how to use these things by all of them that I've talked to they all say Andrew would have been it would have been obvious that he was a hall of famer based on his defensive line mm-hmm. and he obviously had a bat to go with it i think we get stuck and we look at the cumulative numbers as we should and maybe you look at his numbers overall from the plate and you think, well, yeah, I don't know, maybe he's not a Hall of Famer. But to me, the defense, along with the offense that he did provide, does make him a Hall of Famer. Because if you've got a guy that's that, it's like Ozzie Smith uh, on the infield. Somebody that stands out that much, that is that much better than everybody else, particularly in the area once you played. To me, I think that makes you a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I see it as how does one individual impact the game? And as a position player, you've got a couple different ways to impact it. Now, there are stories of, you know, the Mark Belangers that played in, with the Orioles back in the day that batted 210, 220, but yet he was a Hall of Fame caliber 
uh, infielder, you know, that's a little different. Andrew wasn't in that. There wasn't as big a disparity as that. I mean, you're still batting anywhere from 260 to, you know, 280. And he was hitting home runs and, you know, but then – so it wasn't as big a gap between, you know, being like a 300 hitter or 290 hitter. He was just making up for the difference to be that all-around great ball player on the defensive side. You know, so I look at it as, you know, 60-40 or, you know, 55-45 as opposed to, you know, on the hitting side, you know, he was just on the other side of the, of the, uh, of the line. But I tell you what. Watching him play, there was a few guys. Ken Griffey Jr., like you said, that was kind of his – the guy he watched growing up. And then Andrew Jones. And then, um, you know, you just – you looked at some of those guys and thought, I'm trying to think of somebody else that might be in that caliber that we, we know. Now, you know, Griffey was pretty well balanced between hitter and and, uh, and outfielder. But I I can't remember some of the guys that I played with were that good. There were times like Jim Edmonds played some made some unbelievable plays, you know. Obviously Otis and and Marquise were you know made made great plays and they were good overall. But but Andrew just seemed to make it look so easy and he was always there. And like I said, if he couldn't get to it, you know that there was nobody else that was getting to that ball. And um, you know Kenny Lofton was a good outfielder and some things, but. There was a very select few that were in his category, his category, and I just don't know why. You know, and of course I'm partial. I think you know Dale Murphy should be in, and I think Fred McGriff should be in, and I think Andrew Jones should be in, and hopefully maybe one of those day, one of these days those guys will be. Just like I'm sure some of the Harold Baines guys from the White Sox uh, felt like were were like finally, you know, he he got in, he should have been. I think every fan, every team. We have those guys that we root for, that we know that they were generational, they were impact players during that time. And, yeah, is it is it a little bit of a gray area? Yeah, it can be. But I'm sure there's plenty of people you can compare him to in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. that were on the same caliber or, or that maybe didn't have the numbers, just like you can look at the other side of the spectrum and look at there's guys that had better numbers. But you're not going to find anybody. Of course, you know, Willie Mays. I, I, I see him, you know, as kind of that Willie Mays type player from a standpoint of defense um, that, that played. You know, of course, there's plenty of guys that were overlooked for their defense because they were such great hitters. Right. Right. So, I, you know, the debate goes on. It's a great thing that we are debating it, that we are talking about it. We didn't get into it with him, but many of Braves fans have debated, you know, who should be in. And, of course, the Murphy one is the, is – been most debated just because he's been so far removed from his vote you know Andrew's pretty a younger guy and that's one that 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 debate will probably go on for much longer yeah probably so I think Murphy I think Murph will get in as you mentioned Harold Baines with him getting in I think that quite frankly opens the door mm-hmm. for Murph to get in yeah. on the veterans committee whenever that next vote mm-hmm. comes up for them Fred McGriff should already be in mm-hmm. I, I don't was he at 493 home runs? Is that is that the, is that what? He yeah, ended I mean, up there was like and seven like, straight seasons of 30 or more home runs, and no, I think I think he's hurt by the, he was never with. I think maybe just bouncing around the different teams. Maybe that's what caused uh, it. I mean, I, San I, Diego, Atlanta, Toronto, um, which isn't right. Tampa. By the way. I, mean, yeah. I mean, in today's comparisons, he didn't bounce around at all. It, that's true. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, you're right. Yeah, he spent a, a large part of his career in San Diego, a large part of his career in Atlanta. You know, and just the end at Tampa Bay but 
you at, during that time, yes, anybody, he was one of the best players on the field, and you did not want to pitch to him. Absolutely. He should already be in there. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think Andrew at some point will hopefully get – hopefully we're able to go back and measure – if there's some way to measure that defense at some point, if you can retroactively measure it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't need to. I watched him play mm-hmm. every day. I know how good he was. He was the, I've never mm-hmm. seen anybody play center yeah. field better that I've, since I've been watching. Mm-hmm. I've seen some pretty good ones, mm-hmm. gotten – been had the pleasure of watching a lot of good ones, especially – you've talked about it here before, just here in Atlanta – the string of center fielders we've had mm-hmm. over the last couple few decades has been unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but he's still the best I've ever seen at it. So I hopefully that, that gets him in someday. Yeah. I, I think, I think it will. If not, I will say this. He seems like he's pretty well set and uh, satisfied with how everything went and happy in life. And I love, I mentioned this in the interview. I, I love watching him in spring training when he's working with the young guys, mm-hmm. talking with the young guys. Not only can you tell that he enjoys it, but you can tell they're sitting there, they're soaking it every single word he's saying in and, and listening and looking up to him. And I just think of it in terms of when you have a guy like Ronald Acuna coming up through the minor leagues, or if you're looking at the minor leagues now, a guy like Christian Pache. I, mean, I don't know that Andrew's worked with him. I'm going to assume he has. Mm-hmm. But to have somebody like Andrew Jones around those guys and mentoring them, yeah. Yeah, that that's as good as it gets. Yeah. How, how could you not get better – you know, there there are some guys that I played with that I would not want them to talk to any of my young guys because they they can't communicate, right? And I don't think that's just for everybody, but I don't that's not Andrew's issue. I think Andrew can can communicate and say this is what I did and this how it translates to you. There is a teaching part of who we are that you can be more gifted in teaching and helping people understand a concept instead of just saying, okay, do, go do that. You know, here's what it is. Go do it. You need more than that. And I think that's why some people are teachers and some people aren't, but being around, there's so many different aspects of the game, whether it's the mental side, whether it's just these guys are looking up to someone, they watched him play and and they can ask the questions that they're curious about having somebody around like that and and Andrew being as approachable as he is it's just a good thing. Now whether or not, you know, he's totally gifted in teaching and he's out there instructing on a daily basis, that may not be his thing, but but there's things that he can do that really impact these guys and just being a role model for that whole community that he's from, you know, in Curacao is obviously made an impact because there wouldn't be the amount of kids that are coming out of there if him and some of these other guys, Andrelton and Hensley Mulins and all that, that the things that they've done to allow that that uh, that group of people to continue to, to enter into Major League Baseball. That's just not a coincidence. And I liked how he talked about when he went to Japan that you, know, you asked him about, did he pick up any Japanese? And well, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you, know, you have to. And I would think that if you're doing that, you're going any kind of job where you're going to be someplace like Japan for an extended period of time, you would most people would probably want to try to pick up some mm-hmm. of the language just to help yourself fit in better, as Andrew said. But still, I don't know that everybody has that mindset of if well, it's or a, giftedness. I mean, obviously, thing, knowing yeah. four languages, there's probably some neural pathways up there in his brain <laughs> right. that have allowed him. He has a super highway, and I have a dirt road. You know, <laughs> to where where he can just pick up stuff, and that's why I asked him if it comes easy. Because I think once you they talk about when you're a young kid, if you start to con, if you can learn multiple languages as a kid, then those n- neural pathways 
get broader and broader. And uh, obviously, <laughs> I'd like to have his. Yeah. But I was curious if it did if it did um, come easy for him. And he, you know, he said, yeah. So that is, I do feel like that is something. You think you have a dirt path too? Oh, it's 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 <laughs> like a it's like a dirt road with potholes and like there's a sinkhole in the in the middle. It's it's, it's awful. It's a billy goat path up oh, a mountain, dude. It's bad. It's bad. Well, it was particularly when it comes to trying to learn another language because I did take I took multiple years of Spanish in mm. high school and had to take a year of it in college and I retained nothing. Mm-hmm. Now part of it was I wasn't a great student. I didn't apply myself. You have hanglish. It's hillbilly Spanish. It's definitely yeah. It's <laughs> it's definitely hanglish. The Bubba speak, as we've learned in the iTunes reviews. <laughs> but but, um, but where I was originally going with all that, now that we've veered off on this dirt road path, is a good person to learn from is somebody like him who has so much culture, like culture and knowledge and who's yeah. experienced all these different things in these different settings. He's played the game in just about every setting imaginable. And like you said, even if he's not – the out there like instructing actively he's the guy that and he mentioned it too that they they know that anytime they want to come to him have Mm -hmm. a question for him or want to ask him advice they can do that and i don't know i'll admit i would not make a great teacher i'm much better if somebody if i was trying to tell somebody how to do something i i I wouldn't do i I don't thrive in that situation but if somebody is asking me specific Mm -hmm. questions about something i feel like i'm a much better i can I'm a much better teacher in that way. If somebody's mm-hmm. coming to me asking me for something, mm-hmm. as opposed to just just doing, and I don't know if that's a if that's even a, a thing. If those are just two different styles or personality, if it's a personality thing, but but either way, if as long as those young guys know they can come to him and ask mm-hmm. him, then that's that's all you need right yeah. there. So that's good. Yeah. Well, what uh, what do we got? We got fantasy camp, right? Yeah. So the big thing working on right now is just registering people for fantasy camp. We've got all of our information up on the site. We are excited about the new facility, uh, the Braves Academy, our new spring training site in Northport, Florida. So we have seventy two spots, and um, uh, people have been registering, been talking to them about it. We have been letting everybody know um, about uh, camp coming up in January 14th through the 19th. So if you're interested, go on braves.com slash fantasy camp. Check it out. Uh, let me know if you have any questions about it. You can email us fantasycamp at braves.com. And uh, love to have you. It's a great experience. Like I said, I've said this many times before, it is the number one experience that we do around here uh, for fans, I believe, personally. We have alumni, probably 12 great alumni down there. Andrew was just there this past year. We had Rico Cardi there. We've had Bob Horner. We've had Dale Murphy, John Smoltz. We've had all the great alumni. We have a group of guys that love interacting and coaching and playing while we're down there. So it's just a really good time. It's a good solid five, six days of just talking baseball with Kangaroo Court and and uh, going out to dinner and playing games and uh, just just having a good time. So if you're interested in it, check out the website and uh, let us know if you have any questions, but we'd love to have you. Awesome. Well, we've heard – I've been hearing all the stories about it, and I can't wait to go down there next year and check it out. So definitely be sure to check out Braves Fantasy Camp. We're on the road this week. The Braves are on the road this week, but we do have a big homestand coming up. we got the Pirates, the Phillies, and the Mets all coming to town. So it's a – Let's see, what is that, about a 10-game, nine-game homestand there? 
Should be a lot of fun. We'll have a Friday red out in there. Don't Fireworks. we have a Swamberson? We got the Swamberson bobblehead, which is the one That'll I. That'll be interesting. I can't wait to get. I can't <laughs> wait to get that one. I've been I've been waiting for that one all year. So we got that coming up. So be sure to if you haven't come out to the ballpark this year, this would be a great homestand to come out. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool things going on. The great Braves are playing some good ball too. I believe as as we're taping this, I believe we're what? Are we a game out of first? Or are we a half game out of first? Hey. Tortoise and the hare. It doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish, right? That's right. As we are sitting here taping this, the Braves are a half game out of there first. You go. So looking good. We're in June. We're right there in the thick of it, and that's where you want to be. So come out here and watch your Braves play at SunTrust Park during this upcoming homestand. So as always, thank you so much for all your kind reviews. I was reading them this week. They were all very nice. They everybody was was kind and complimentary. We very much appreciate it. But we we appreciate the the constructive criticism as well. For real, we really do. We try to get better based on that. So appreciate all that. Keep keep reviewing, rating, subscribing on Apple Podcasts or listen to us on Spotify or Google Play. Check out today's episode and some of our other episodes on YouTube. We do film a lot of these interviews now. Uh, Andrew's today was filmed and will be on YouTube. I know Chase Elliott just shared uh, shared a little a, a link and the promotional clip to his episode we filmed with him in Charlotte. He just shared it on Twitter yesterday, I think. So check us out any of those places. We're on uh, on all those places, and we very much appreciate it. Share it on your Instagram story. Tweet about it. Whatever. If MySpace still exists, make a post about it there. Uh, Whatever you want to do. Carrier pigeon, I don't know. Whatever you got to do. But for Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next time on Behind the Braves.